Has it ever been a little too much for you? Has it ever felt like you're going in the wrong direction, even though there is only one? Yeah, I get that. I feel that. I'm in that. I'm living that. Hi, everyone. My name is Joey Kidney, and welcome to the Happy Times Podcast, a podcast where there's no script, a podcast where it's just me and it's just you, and we have a conversation like we're in the same room. I've been traveling a lot recently, which is so new because of COVID and the pandemic. I got so used to not going anywhere that going somewhere made no sense to me. I didn't understand it. It was uncomfortable. I'm also in Canada. We had lots of lockdowns. So like going into the real world and going to the States with no masks and everything made me very uncomfortable, but also a sense of normalcy again, which was nice and also not nice. So there's a few things that I want to talk about in today's podcast. Um, and it's just going to be like a, almost like a catch up. Because I feel like it's been a while since we had a nice little chat. So I think it's time we have a nice little chat. Okay, so where was I? Let's start with that. I went to VidCon. And VidCon is a social media convention. I guess video conference. or vi- not con- <laughs> Video convention, obviously. Um, for YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, everything of what I do right here. And... it was weird it was so weird because normally at these conventions there's fans and there's creators and when a creator walks out into the open they get mobbed by fans this did not happen which was weird I've been going to social media conventions for the past oh my gosh six seven years now and no matter who you were before if you walked out and you had this certain pass around your neck that said creator you were stopped no matter who you were no matter who you were one person would stop you and then the next would come and then the next would come and then this line would form they wouldn't even know who you were they saw you had a pass but now I think with TikTok, everyone's a creator. Everyone has 30,000 followers. It's just like given to you when you open up the app because they want everyone to stay on the app. They want everyone to be creating all the time because more content means more users, blah, blah, blah. And at VidCon, I didn't do a meetup because I don't, I don't like those. Um, I love meeting people. I love meeting all of you. But... I didn't want to stand there and wait hours for, you know, me to meet the last person or you to wait hours to meet me. I I hate watching people just stand there. And that's me with a big ego, big head. I've been doing tours and, and meet and greets and meeting people for, oh gosh, I've done 79 shows, I think now. And I've done shows with a thousand people. I've done shows with 15 people. Um, and it takes a while, and, I've, I, and it's always been successful in my heart because I get to meet people. I get to meet you guys, and I had a booth at at, at VidCon this year. It was called the Stay You Booth. Stay is my brand. We make clothing. I write. I've written two books. I'm writing my third and fourth right now. Um, 
but we have uh, a, a lot of beautiful clothing. I'm wearing the nice hoodie right now. We've got a morning hoodie, happy hoodie, sad hoodie, in my feelings hoodie, a bunch of mood hoodies, blankets, t-shirts, books, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to do a booth. It cost me $3,000 to buy this booth spot. Then I had to buy walls, which cost, a f- ah, I don't know, like 1800 bucks. And then at VidCon, they wouldn't let us, sorry, I'm like ranting here. They wouldn't let us carry in our own stuff which was interesting so they wanted to charge or they did charge they wouldn't allow us to bring in our own stuff so they charged us to think like a dollar or two dollars per pound and it cost us around six hundred dollars but they wanted to quote us twelve hundred dollars because we got there at three thirty, but then they were like oh check-in stops at four but then they didn't finish bringing in our stuff until four so then they charged us a late fee, which was double. So they wanted us to pay $1,200 just for bringing in our, like my hoodies. And, oh my God, which was so annoying. So annoying. And then they wanted to charge $150 a day to rent a table. And 50 no, $70 a chair. And then $3,000 for a carpet. It was just insane. Don't worry. We, uh... We finessed. We uh, rented some tables ourselves and brought those in. And I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to give away all my secrets here. But we didn't pay that much. And so, having this booth, I was able to be on the floor. I was more of an exhibitor rather than a creator. And when my booth was, I was also watching the line of creators doing their meetups. Which was very interesting. Because before, meetups were packed. This time I watched creators have zero people. And it broke my heart. It broke my heart. There's people who have been on Vine since day one, like Gabe Irwin, right? And granted, he may not have, like, the best brand by his name, but he gets a lot of views on his videos. He has a lot of followers. You think that some people would come and say hi. I saw one person come to say hi to his meetup. One person. And he stood there for two hours. And I'm not like calling him out. I'm not trying to nag him. I'm just using him as an example. And then, because it gets it gets worse, that he wasn't just he wasn't the only one. I then watched the hype house walk in front of me. And granted, a lot of them follow me and I follow them. And I was going to go say hi, but I was like, you know, you're doing that thing where like you look at somebody and then you're seeing if like you can connect eyes. So it gives you like the go ahead to go and say hi. Well, that never happened because they were looking over everyone. They were looking through people because it's like they're walking in public. They should be recognized. They're at this convention. They're walking. Any creator knows that if you're walking in the main area where all the fans are, you're hoping to get mobbed. That didn't happen. I saw Alex Warren and Cover. They were the only two to actually get stopped a few times. But no mob, no rush of people, no crazy fans. And then everyone else was there. I saw the, the Tommy guy in the hot tub streams. You know, I saw all these creators that I've, I've seen on my TikTok who have millions and millions and they get millions of views and millions of likes. And they got stopped by no one. And again, this is not a bash to any creator. I'm just saying what I saw. Because my booth was in the perfect spot where I was able to just watch 
everything happen. And granted, I wasn't that busy. We sold a lot of stuff, and I'm very thankful. But a lot of people just really liked my clothing. A lot of people really loved my book. They they came, and they didn't know who I was, and, and they bought. We even had a Kate, uh, no, a Chris Jenner lookalike come and buy. And I even had Sean Does Magic just, like, walked on by, and I was at, I was at a panel, and I got a text, and it's like, Sean Does Magic just bought merch. And he bought, like, three things. And I, like, he doesn't know who I am. And I thought that was amazing. But I just watched, it was just so interesting. I watched creators. And if you think I didn't see you, I saw you. I saw every, every creator. Um, from, and a lot of them I do love. Like, Shay Aiden was there. I saw Liv Purcell. Um, and people were just walking on by. And, and no one stopped them. And it broke my heart. Because these creators put so much into the content and they come here and they want to be recognized by fans. But it's almost like fans were walking around waiting to be recognized by their fans. So because everyone is creator now, there's <laughs> everyone's ego is too big. And I guess mine is, just by making this podcast, I guess mine is as well. But it's just, I don't know, I want to bring this to light because I find it super interesting. The dynamic of creator-fan is gone. The only... The only people that I found got a great reaction from their fans were Twitch streamers and uh, Minecraft streamers. I, I don't know. I don't I don't really know them. Um, but I went over to say hi and make sure I introduced myself to some people like Valkyrie. Is that how you say her name? She was there. She was very sweet. Um, they got a lot of they got a lot of love from their fans, which was very, very kind and nice to see. And it was amazing. But yeah, VidCon in a whole was just weird. It was just really weird. And there's been some TikToks um, about how, like, people got dressed for their meetup and they were, like, super, super excited. And then they walked out and no one was there. And they stood there for hours and no one came. And it's so sad. Because I know how hard people work in order to get there, in order to be invited. It's crazy. Like, VidCon just did it wrong. It's not these creators' fault. VidCon did it wrong. They didn't promote any creator. They they made it more about the money and the exhibitors and more about the fans than they did about the creators. More about the money than about the creators. Like, there was a lot happening, but there was nothing happening. Like, I, I know Mr. Beast got a lot of love, obviously, but... Beside that, like, like TikTok, why didn't you have anything? TikTok didn't do anything. It was sponsored by TikTok, but they did nothing. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just, I wish these creators got as much love as they deserve. And I'm going to playlist live, which is exciting. So if anyone's in um, Florida, I'll be going to playlist live. And I will have a stay you booth. I will not have a meetup because I'm going to be at my booth. So if you want to come by and buy some merch and say hi and get a book, I'll sign it. I promise. We can take a picture. All of that stuff. I just don't want to be standing in a line for hours if anyone comes to my meetup. <laughs> Before people, like it would take like four hours to get through a meetup. But now it would probably take like two seconds because one person would come. But I will be a playlist and I will have a booth. So if you want to come and say hi, I would really, really appreciate it. We'll be in the main hall. Hopefully this, this convention's a bit different 
already I've noticed that Playlist is actually promoting people, which is super nice. So if you are coming or if you are listening to this, I do hope you come and uh, so you can come say hi and just have a good time. Come meet your favorite creators. It means the world to a creator when, when a fan comes up to them. And I know it doesn't seem like it, seem like it's going to be that much, but it, it really is. It's super nice. But traveling, yeah, that's that's been a that's been hard for me. I really haven't like settled in my house yet. I don't like this house. <laughs> I signed <laughs> on my contract. I signed um, that I'm not allowed to like talk about certain things about this house. So I'm I, I'm I'm not a, I'm not or not the contract, the lease. Um, but this house just isn't for me, and I'm not bashing it. It's just the location's amazing. But there's been a lot of sacrifices with this house. And I was traveling a lot. And then I had to stay at my parents' place because they were traveling. And then I came home. And then I went camping. And then I came back. And there's just been constant, constant work, 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 work. And that's why I haven't been able to do a podcast or record and... I just feel so disconnected right now. And so I'm really trying to make this home feel like home, but it doesn't feel like home. It feels like just like another hotel, which has been an issue of mine ever since I was touring. But I'm excited to make this feel a little bit better. And that's why, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Oh, I feel like this podcast is going nowhere, but I just feel like I wanted to talk and let some stuff out. I have been wearing a wedding ring on my finger for the past six years. But the other day I took it off. So I guess that's big news. So let's talk about it. I guess this is an update on my life. So here's the update on my life. Six years ago, I got a ring with someone that I truly, truly cared about. And I still do. And I still have so much love towards this person. But I got this ring at a moment in my life where I felt lost. Where I felt like the only thing I could, where I felt like the only thing that I could rely on was this person. Where my relationship was unbeatable. Well, that same relationship ended a few months after I got that ring. My heart got broken. I got destroyed. This Happy Times episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I need to get something off my chest. I recently turned. 28 and I'm freaking out. Owning a home, taxes, and being a real adult comes with a lot of stressors that I wasn't really prepared for. And the best way to get something off of my chest is to talk to someone, which is where therapy comes into my life. Talking with someone that has the knowledge and information to help me look at my issues from a different perspective has helped me slow down my life a little bit and help calm me down. If this is something that you can relate to, then I recommend you give BetterHelp a try. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash happy times today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash happy times. And now back to the episode. And I felt more lost than ever. And for some reason, I kept this ring on because it made me feel whole. It reminded me of a time where I was able to feel something even though I felt lost. 
And so why did I take this ring off? Well, I took it off because it's not me anymore. I took it off because it reminded me of a time where I was neglecting change. And we change so often. Every day we're changing. We change the you know what we want to eat, what we drink, how we feel about somebody, the angst that we feel, the frustration that we feel, the happiness that we feel. And when you wear a ring for six years about a moment that you thought was going to be a forever moment, even if it wasn't, even if it was just about that moment, even if it didn't last forever, I think I was just neglecting change. And so why did I keep wearing it after six years? Well, it was really expensive. It was a very expensive ring. But I just kept wearing it because it reminded me of a time where I felt something. It reminded me of a time where I was comfortable, even when I felt lost. And I got this ring with an ex-girlfriend. But we got it not because of our, our love or our relationship. We got it because we did what everybody thought was impossible. We connected through a distance. We kept going. We were in jobs and careers that people made fun of and thought wouldn't succeed. And so it was like a fuck you ring. It wasn't a, hey, here's our love. And I'm still very, very happy. And I'm, I'm going to keep this ring forever. I just won't be wearing it anymore. And I, I, I think a lot of people think there's a lot of sentimental value to this ring even that I'm explaining it but I'm explaining it because people think there's a lot to it but there isn't there there isn't a lot there's a lot in my heart but it's not a lot to this materialistic item when I look at this this item I think of a ring I think of a really cool ring and I wore it because it looked good I liked wearing it but I took it off because it's time for change I took it off because maybe it's time for a new ring to go in that finger. A new moment to create a new feeling and a new way to be inspired. And I'm really excited. But to answer all the questions, no, I am not married. Jeez. Okay, finally. <laughs> That's off my chest. Hmm. It feels good to say it. But it's crazy though, you know, you, you, you have this ring that you got with somebody that you loved and, you know, there might be people out there who have gotten a tattoo with somebody that they loved or a dog with somebody that they loved or blah, 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 a book or a thing. Taking it off or not seeing it anymore or not using it, blah, 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 it doesn't make you love the person any less. I will always have love in my heart towards this person. I will always wish for the happiest life that they could possibly have. And that's no bash to anyone that's I'm currently in love with. I just have so many feelings for a lot of different people. And all of these feelings are different. There's no one replacing the other. So if there's somebody like from your past... I know a lot of people say to, you know, fuck them and move on definitely move on but maybe not maybe not the fuck them part 
Because at, at one point in your life, that was a person that meant so much to you. That was a person that got you up on the hardest days. That was somebody that you connected with. And you don't connect with them anymore because you've changed. And they have too. And that's okay. Even if it ended badly. To accept the fact that there's change in our lives will help us move on. I don't want people thinking that I'm stuck on this conversation. I'm only talking about it because a lot of people ask about this ring. So now you have your answer. There you go. <sighs> what else to update you on? Go on a playlist. Took off my ring. Ah, I'm looking to buy a house for the third year straight. Uh, we've talked about this for a very long time. It's very discouraging um, being self-employed and trying to buy a home because the banks look at you and they're like, um, hey, I don't trust you. And I just have to be like, okay, sure. Here's blank amount of money. Do you trust me now? And they're like, mm, maybe, mm, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. And the, the hardest thing that I have to deal with, and this is going to sound very pretentious and I'm very privileged, and we all know this. I've, I've acknowledged that I'm very privileged and I'm very, I'm very grateful. Um, and I don't want that to be an underlying comment. I, I want that to be known. And I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful for the life that I have. I have worked for it, but I've been given so, so much. And I'm so grateful. And that's why I share podcasts like these. Now, one of the things that I deal with a lot is disconnection. I'm somebody who I, I, I love taking the Jeep out. I love playing with my dog. I love going out. I love playing sports. I love going on hikes, all of this stuff. However, my personal life does not connect to the life that I have online all the time. I'm a guy who grew up in sports. I grew up in the guy's changing room. I grew up, you know, in the toxic world. And now I'm writing poems and love poems and breakup poems and I'm giving advice. And it's just those two don't match. And so when I'm looking for a home, like why does this tie into a home? When I'm looking for a home, in my heart, I would love to just be at a cottage. But then business-wise, I need to be in the city. You know, and I need to be around where the people are in order to connect, in order to have shared emotions, in order to keep talking about certain things. And so I'm kind of at a rock and a hard place. Um, well, <laughs> I guess the rock and the hard place is the fact that I can't afford anything. But let's let's go to the next one. Um, the ideal The ideal thing is to have a house in the city and a cottage, but listen... No millennial is going to be able to afford that anymore. That's such an old age thing. But I would love to have I would love to have a cottage, just be on the water with my dog and be able to adventure and explore and be in nature and ground myself and connect. But I love being in the city because I'm able to walk and connect with people. And so I just I I, I don't know what's best. My girlfriend's also a city girl. She's grown up in the city her whole entire life. And I grew up in the country and then moved to the city. 
And so there's a lot of like different dynamic there. And so I don't know what I would love. I'm at a point right now in my life where there's a lot that needs to be done in a, in a short amount of time. And I know that I'm not ready for certain things. But I know it has to happen. Which is tough. So I guess I'm going to open this up to you. We've talked a lot about a lot of things on this podcast. And that's what I love is because my brain just bounces off all of these walls. And I'm able to connect with you guys. And normally I ask you guys to send me a, a, a phrase to my Instagram DMs to show that you listen this far. And this is going to be a jumbled podcast, so I'm sure there's only going to be a select few of people that listen this far. But I want advice. I need help. What would you do? How do you solve being at an age where, you know, there's adult things that need to happen? Like buying a home, marriage, kids. But you're not ready. It's not that you don't want it. It's not that you wouldn't be ready if it happened. But in my head, I want to be so prepared. And I know there's never a a full moment of preparation. But I just want to give a kid the best life that I possibly could. I want to give all my undivided attention to this kid. What I want in a perfect world, I want to make all my money right now so that I can be a father. Not be a working father that gets home frustrated, so frustrated that he can't deal with anyone else's emotions. I don't want to be that. Because I know I'm going to have a tough time. And I know there's stuff that I need to work on in order to be able to accept that and, and move forward and become stronger. And that's such a big fear of mine is that I'm not going to be able to handle more than one emotion. And so I guess I'm so scared because I know I still have so much work to do on myself that I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle anyone else's emotions. And I guess that sounds toxic and, you know, that's a super big red flag in the world right now. But I think I'm just a human with feelings. I think I'm just a human that cares and is humble and... I know deep down in my heart that I'm not feeling this way because of just myself. I'm feeling this way because of how I'm going to interact with others. And I want to be the best version of myself so that I can give someone the best life that they can possibly have with me. And I'm just terrified that I won't be able to do that. So if you have any advice, (laughs) let me know. But thank you guys very much for listening to this podcast. I love each and every single one of you, and it means the world to me. Also, little um, let's, I'm going to add a little bit more here. Being a creator with a verified symbol beside your name doesn't mean jackal. <laughs> uh, I've been m- making uh, like music and spoken word music for for years now, and like on Spotify, I've made a song with my buddy Matt Walden and. It, it has like 8 million listens. I have Dream Chaser, which is at like 500,000. I have, 
you know, uh, what's rush a, a few hundred thousand. So these, these songs are getting plays and I, I get like 80,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, which is insane, insane. And I want to release more. Right. And so I created this song called he's a 10, but, and I made it into a song. It's like that trend thing, but I made it into a song and I was asking, uh, female vocalists who commented on the song be like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Who have DM me before being like, Oh my God, let's make something. Every single time I reach out to somebody to make a song with me, I get read no reply. I get ghosted. Every time I reach out to any creator, any musician, anyone, I get ghosted. And so if you're wondering why there's no one on this podcast or why I don't collab with people, it's because nobody wants to work with me. I think they think uh, that nobody likes this content, but you're listening and watching this because you like it. And so I wanted to just share that with you because I do try to work with other people to create the best content and the best music and the best podcast and the best everything that I possibly can. But people are so big headed that they don't want to give anyone else a chance. And so I'm saying this right now because I am going to do it. Fuck everybody else except for the ones that support me. But the person that I, there's one, there's one specific person I reached out to and I was like, Hey, would you like to be a vocalist on this? They have DM'd me every single time their song be like, Oh my God, what are your thoughts? Can you share my song? And I do it. But the one time I asked for them to help me ghosted. So that used to hurt me, but now it fires me up. I'm going to make amazing stuff and I'm not going to make it for anyone else. I'm not going to rely on anyone else. It's going to be for you. So if you listen this late in the podcast, just know there's stuff coming and I'm not actually, I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian. I'm, if you know me, me saying like, ah, fuck them. It, it doesn't even mean anything because I, I would never actually mean that, but it just hurts my heart, you know? Ah, such an emotional podcast. Okay, I'm going to go. Thank you very much for listening, watching, and uh, I love you guys very much. Thank you for listening. I already said this. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm tired. <laughs>